Hey guys, this is Coco. If you're anything like me, taking care of your hair is very important. I recently started using a new hair care line called 312 Essentials. It is plant-based. There are no harsh chemicals and it stimulates growth. And as I mentioned, I just started using it, but it brought so much moisture back into my hair. My curls were popping after I used the Moisture Plus shampoo and conditioner plus the Healthy Hair Oil. Go check out 312essentials.com and use promo code SHOP312 and get 20% off of your first order. This is not something you want to sleep on. So go ahead, check it out, and do something nice for your hair. What's up, guys? This is your girl, Coco, and I want to welcome you to a another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, just to give you a little bit of background, um, it is about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. And so I have friends or guests come on the show and we talk about whatever it is that is kind of like high, you know, just to you know, talk about pop culture a little bit, and then to also get into things that relate to issues that we're having in general right now, um, and then relationships, which is the emphasis part. So today I have with me Melanie. Melanie, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Okay. Hi, um, my name is Melanie, and I am um, from Alabama, and um I have a blog um, called Dear Future Him, and I just basically talk about uh, relationships and, you know, stuff like that and what I've gone through and all that good stuff. So, yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's why she's here. I think we can all relate to um, having, like, relationships in general, Mm -hmm. but, like, just going through things and learning from those experiences and so and sometimes they ain't the best experiences but no life is always the best teacher I will say that's the truth that is the absolute truth so we gonna go ahead and get into the drink with cocoa this week and so for all my non-drinkers out there, we have a <laughs> mocktail this week, and it is a pineapple spritzer. Um, and I actually really do like it. It's, really? Yeah, I do. Um, so I don't drink all the time if y'all think I do, but I don't. And so sometimes <laughs> I enjoy it, especially like as of late, like doing this segment with a drink every week. You know, Mm -hmm. and then to encompass, like, if I go out or something, like, that's a lot of drinking in one weekend. So, you know, it's refreshing (laughs) to have something that is non-alcoholic. And so, um, to give you all the ingredients for it, it has strawberry juice, lime juice, pineapple juice, and club soda. And so, I'll make sure to add all of the details as far as the measurements into the show description. And, you know, for y'all that got kids and maybe y'all having a brunch at home, 
this would be a good drink to be like, yay, we having mocktails with the kids. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, it's make them friendly. feel part of the experience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So thank you, Melanie, for recommending this drink. Oh, you're so welcome. It's it's like really chill, really laid back. And I mean, it just, it, you can use whatever, like, uh, I think I sometimes even use like a lemon lime soda, um, mm-hmm. like Sprite or something. So yeah, you can do that too, anything. <laughs> okay, okay. So now we're going to go ahead and move into the word on the street. And so um, I'm not sure if you all are too familiar with the TV show uh, called Sweetie Pies. And it basically followed this lady from St. Louis that um, had a pie restaurant or something like that. And it had like a TV show on TLC, I believe it was. And people really loved that show. Mm-hmm. Well, um, if you are current with what's going on, uh, basically the owner, her Sweetie Pie's son, um, was basically charged with conspiracy to murder for hire his nephew, who was also on the show as well. And um, and I think it actually happened a couple years ago, but it's he's just now getting charged with the murder. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I think it's set in... It was for money, and it's just like, well, you're rich, so what does this insurance policy, what is this insurance policy going to do for you? And I think that it's sad that he's allowed money to come in between him and his family and actually kill a family member. Right, yeah. I That, that to me, was the craziest part, that he even hired somebody or, like, killed his nephew. I mean... And then I was watching, I saw the video um, where he was on the street with his mom and they were talking about where the nephew died. And it's like, dude, you had your hand all up in it. Like you, you know, that that's crazy to be just so involved and then pretend as if you're not, you know, I, I don't know. Exactly. Um, it's like, how you even sleep at night knowing that right. you did something like this? Right. That's like, crazy. I personally, like, knowing that something that heavy, like, I've done something that crazy or, you know, something so big like that, and it's not yeah. a good thing, like, I think I would almost be paranoid, kind of. Right, because you don't know who to trust. I mean, it's, like, that's your family family, and then it's like, if I can't trust my family, I can't trust anybody, you know? Exactly. you looking over your shoulder. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's it's a shame when you have to result to statements like, you know, sometimes what what is it? Um like just just being like, I can't trust nobody, not even my family, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and your family is supposed to be like your biggest advocates, right. your biggest supporters. Right. Ride or die, they're the ones that got your back, you know, and everything. And then you know, just to know that, and this, it happened like years ago. So the fact that he's been sitting on this for all these years, you mm-hmm. know, that, that's just, that's, that's crazy. That's so scary. It's crazy. It is. It, it definitely make you side eye folks like. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, um, 
are you gonna try and get me you know right <laughs> right seriously that's it's, the truth and I think it's it's especially sad when you do have money and you know money is the reason that your own family is against you right yeah man that that you know I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, well, heavily Bible, you know, reading, but you know, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. And it's really unfortunate that, you know, money, you know, loving money so much will make you, you know, not think twice about killing, you know, your, your sibling or your family or your friend, like for money, you know, because you love it so much. And then what, unfortunate is he can't even enjoy the you know reap the benefits of it or he can't continue to because he's gonna go to jail so yeah it's unfortunate definitely unfortunate um you know I'm praying for the rest of their family who have you know really been affected by this and then to go years and not know who killed your you know, relative or whatever. And then right. to finally find out it was somebody that was laughing and kiki keying in your face is just like crazy. Crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. That's, yeah. Ooh. So I definitely sympathize with the remainder of the family mm-hmm. um, who have really, like I said, been affected by his death. And for him who actually, you know, put the hit out. Like, you got to be some type of sick individual. I don't know what type of bind you got yourself into, but in no shape, form, or fashion, is it okay to be like, I'm going to kill my family for some insurance money? Yeah, that's crazy. I, it just, there's no, I mean, t- to be honest, nothing warrants, you know, you know, the death of someone. So I don't care what mm-hmm. it is, but I mean, for money, you know, like, the the sad part is it's for money, but you cannot even like you don't get to reap, you know, the benefits of that. And now that's like held over your head, and that's mm-hmm. uh, that's it. That's just really sad. The this is the world that we live in, but it's sad. Definitely. And so you know, with that being said, um, we're also going to talk about. Meg the Stallion and Tory Lanez. So a couple weeks ago, Meg the Stallion was hospitalized because she was shot in her feet. She did not say who did it, but we we all knew that Tory Lanez was in the vicinity or near when the situation happened. And so I guess because of so much ridicule in the media. Uh, Meg the Stallion has decided to speak out and, you know, speak her truth about the entire situation. And she did say that Tory Lanez shot her. Wow. And um, the reason she did not say anything about um, who shot her was because in the midst of everything going on, like, I'm assuming gunshots were heard and they in LA amongst you know the wealthy or whatever so someone did right. call the police mm-hmm. and under the current climate she decided not to say anything in that moment for fear that they could all lose their lives in that moment wow and I know a lot of people were calling her a snitch because she said something you know said who did it and then of course 
coming from a woman who also feels that, you know, I have to fight to be in the spaces that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that, and under the current climate with police brutality, it's just like, I can understand why yeah. she didn't say anything in that moment because, yeah, she could have said it was him that did it, but who's to say the police would have just shot him or what if they shot everybody or, right. you know, you just don't know what the outcome of the situation is. So, of course, in that moment, it was probably like my life is in just as much danger as his is. And it's not that I'm right. to protect him. It's self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. that's how I look at it. Like I got to save myself. That that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm thinking that too, because because <laughs> you're right. She easily could have like easily, you know, could have said this is what happened to me. I mean, but the fact that you know, and and they, I was reading, you know, a lot. They you know have this post that where they're now saying protect black women because a lot of times like we do kind of wear the weight of the world and it's kind of like we have a protection over, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm just speaking from my perspective, but hearing you say what you said, is like, I would have, you know, been trying to, you know, save myself. But in that, I'm also looking out for the other people who are around me. So Mm -hmm. I could, you know, you could see that that's exactly what she was doing. And it's kind of like the burden of the black woman, because, you know, we always feel the need to protect, you know, the fact that she was thinking, oh, there's a lot of stuff happening with, police killing the black man or killing you know killing us like stop killing us Mm -hmm. but she felt the need to protect him even though he did something so heinous you know so stupid you know but she felt the need to protect him and that's you know kind of the weight you know the burden that we have to protect everyone around us Mm -hmm. so that's not snitch worthy that's just protecting like protecting herself and protecting those around her right should give that give her an award (laughs) you know exactly like (laughs) This is crazy. And I'd, I feel like if, if you want to think about it in a sense of not only self-preservation, but just having a pure heart in general. Right. You know what I'm saying? Why would I want, yes, this is my, this is the person that hurt me or whatever, but in the same token, he don't deserve to die. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I definitely 100% stand behind her um, thought process of, you know, being cautious and being aware of her surroundings because that whole altercation could have went left. Right. It could have gone, yeah, a total different place and, you know, they'd be on the news and then it's like, you know, this is, you know, what happened, you know, after the police, you know, shot them. And so... I, I mean, my mindset would be that that way, too. I don't know if you've ever gotten, like, pulled over. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm scared. I'm trying to, like, think what, you know, make sure I do everything right. So, I mean, if you're not put in that position to go against her and to say she's, you know, a snitch and all that, you don't even understand the pressure that you're going through in that moment. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I know a lot of people are, like, um, you know, where the rappers to, you know, the the rappers in a part of this culture to speak mm-hmm. up and, you know, speak up for Megan. And it's just like, I don't necessarily think that they're going to speak up. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know what the circumstances 
um, as to why they were arguing or why it escalated to the extent that it did. But, mm. um, you know, I, I feel like the mentality of a rapper and how they view women and, and certain rappers, I'm not going to say all rappers because there are some who are definitely woke, those who do believe in, you know, taking up for black women. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the same token, I think there is a big stigma in the hip hop culture that women are less than. So right. I don't anticipate or expect for them to say anything. Now, for mm-hmm. those who have spoken out, I know I've seen Michael B. Jordan say something. Yeah. I've seen Chance the Rapper say something. and But these are coming from men who are not necessarily that closely tied to that part of the culture. Right. You right. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, when they say rappers, I don't know if they anticipating something to be said from Snoop Dogg or something like that, but that's definitely not somebody I anticipate to hear nothing from. <laughs> right. I was about to say, I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I'm not, you know, waiting for that. But, you know, the thing about it is, I just feel like if you know that this is the right thing to speak, speak up against it or speak, you know, speak out about it, um, it like I've always been taught do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And so mm-hmm. just speak out, you know, if you know that that it wasn't right. I mean, of course, yeah, a lot of people these days are minding their business, but you know, you mind your business when it benefits you. And then when it doesn't, you know, then you have something to say. So at this point, some people I feel won't say anything because it doesn't benefit them, you know, to say anything, you know, to get in the mix of, but do the right thing. And if I feel that, you know, it was, you were, you know, wrongly accused or, you know, something was unjust in this case, she was shot in the foot. That was wrong. And he didn't say that he did it and he let her take the fall for it. So it was wrong, you know, period. Period. That's it. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah. So definitely praying that Meg Thee Stallion recovers well, because I think, I mean, her feet support <laughs> her career. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, you know, I hope that she can recover from this and, you know, just continue to prosper like she has been. Um, you know, because, I mean, personally, I do listen to Meg The Stallion and mm-hmm. I think that it's pretty good, you know, because most female rappers, they beef. And so you don't mm-hmm. get the amount of collaborations that Meg The Stallion has been able to do with other female rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that she is phenomenal at what she does. I think she has fostered an environment for women empowerment and I stand for Meg. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And you know, here's the thing. When you do the right thing, you can only go up from there. So Mm-hmm. You know, you know keep that hopefully she keeps that you know keeps that up and doesn't let this because it sounds like she's strong and you know strong and proud and and holding it down so hopefully she continues to do that exactly so we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and then we'll be back with the hot cup of cocoa Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by It's Untamed Beauty. What is It's Untamed Beauty? 
It is a lifestyle. It is about sexuality, self-love, self-care, good vibes, energy cleansing. That is everything in one place. You got waist beads, crystals, sage, everything to just make positive stuff happen. So go to itsuntamedbeauty.com. Use Coco 10 to receive 10% off of your entire order. And I love my waist beads. I love being able to live in a positive space because I use my sage and crystals to, you know, manifest the things I want in my life. So go ahead, Coco 10, it's untamedbeauty.com. All right, so we are back, and now we're going to get into the hot cup of cocoa. So the reason Melanie is here is because she has a blog, and it's called Dear Future Him. And so I thought, it like, I'm really excited to have her on the show because her perspective is definitely not... It's, it's, I wouldn't say, I feel like we were all raised with this mentality, but mm-hmm. somewhere along the way, society has, you know, made it okay for us to have premarital sex and mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff that, you know, we, we do in today's society. But her, her perspective is, you know, waiting until marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean that's that's it that really is it <laughs> it you know it's funny that you're um that you said that because the truth is um even if you were raised with that mentality you know of course we veer you know we veer from it and um you know like everybody makes mistakes and so the the goal at the beginning, you know, at, at the time, like when you're born, your goal is to wait to have sex, you know, until you get married and, you know, just kind of like, you know, abstinence, we preach mm-hmm. abstinence, but you know, what I'm the, the blog that I have, it basically is for people who are abstinent, but people who have chosen the path, you know, to be celibate and to start all over. And so that's really, you know, what it's about and waiting for the right guy. Like, you know, stop dealing with losers. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So I have read your blog and it is mm. definitely, I think, an inspiration. And I would recommend you guys to go and check it out, even if Aww. you don't subscribe to this ideology, but just to get a different perspective um, or to incorporate some of those things from what she's doing. And so um, one of the blogs that you wrote was titled Refuse the the Test Drive. Uh-huh. So, of course, refusing a test drive, you know, we all like to use that saying, you know, I need to test drive it before I buy it. You know, I need right. to test drive it off the lot first before mm-hmm. I, you know, decide <laughs> to get married. Um, so how did you come to this place where you wanted to refuse the test drive or has this just been like, you know, this is how you were raised and this is what you stuck with? Okay. Well, so, um, as I was saying, you know, earlier, it's, it really, 
the intention was to, you know, be celibate and, and, and live this life of, you know, not, I mean, abstinent and live this life of, you know, no sex and all that stuff. But of course, you know, you go through things in life. Um, you know, knowing my story, I was married before and, um, in getting married, you know, I try to do all the things, you know, right. And then got married to this guy who, you know, three months in decided, you know, to cheat and go outside of our marriage. And so, um, with that said, it, you know, tore me down to the point where I was like, man, you know, I, I hate marriage. I hate love. I hate all this stuff. And I had to understand and kind of like change my perspective of what marriage was, but not just that, um, why I even got into this relationship in the first place. And the biggest thing was, oh, the premarital sex, <laughs> you know, the things that, you know, kind of drew me to him doing, doing the things backwards, I guess, you know, things that I was taught you know, to go one way, but I kind of veered off and started doing it backwards. And so I kind of got to the place where I was like, you know what, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and I don't want to um, uh, go that direction because all it did was, you know, brought me grief. So mm -hmm. I decided that I'm not about to, um, you know, be giving myself just to any old body. And so that's really honestly where that concept came from. Um, I dated a guy who, you know, after, you know, being married and going through what I went through, I was like, okay, I'm ready to, you know, jump back in the, into the dating game and dated this guy who was like, you know, he believed everything opposite of what I believed in. And, but he was a great guy. He just wanted me to move in and, you know, let's, you know, um, you know, try, let's, let's play, you know, play Mary, you know, let's do all the things except, you know, having the, um, you know, the actual what is title it? of being me. Right. The title and the commitment. So mm -hmm. let's do all that. So, and I was like, yeah, I'm not for that. That just doesn't even like, that's not even fun for me. You, you want to just play around and that's not fun. And shortly after that, we broke up. Um, so, you know, I realized there's no commitment when you just give yourself away because you're just given, you're given this person you know, title, um, this person, the ability to have you and have pieces of you. And I don't want pieces of somebody else inside of me. That's not going to be, I mean, that kind of might be vulgar and crass, but I mean, I don't want, you know, pieces of someone in me, um, to, you know, uh, I just don't want that, you know? Yeah, so Yeah, I get it. So, um, so I'm finishing up my bachelor's degree and it's in child and family development, but okay. of course it goes through a lot of the sociological, you know, process or whatever, and not just, you know, when it comes to children, it's the whole family unit. Yes. And so um, I'm actually writing a paper today and one of the topics that I talked about was well, I had to do a review about an article on uh, romance, like basically marriage with no romance. Yeah. And what it focused on was talking about how we should put more emphasis on other parts of the relationship versus the sexual desires that go into a relationship because the majority mm. of the time when we put that focus in that area that mm -hmm. is the part that gets us confused as far as being in love and our ideas of what romance and intimacy yes is. 
So you do get married and then you have this relationship that's kind of based on just sex and you get married and then you have children, but then your relationship really can't stand firm because you never had anything else that correlated to an actual relationship outside of sex. Right. No foundation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no foundation. That, that in, in, in saying that, um, I think that that's really honestly what gets us in trouble in these relationships. Um, I, I get a lot of messages on my Dear Future Him on the Instagram you know, page and a lot of relationships where women are like, you know, hey, I'm in this, you know, situation and, you know, I gave him, you know, um, you know, we, you know, ended up having sex and now our relationship is stagnant or he hates me or he doesn't like, like he's changed. Mm -hmm. Um, and they feel really bad. And it's like, yeah, because, you know, you have to have some kind of foundation, some kind of boundaries, you have to set something, you know, like, okay, this is what I will do. This is what I will not do. Um, when you can set that, that for yourself, you're honestly, I mean, relationships grow and they can grow from that, but you have to set some kind of boundary. Cause if you don't, and you say, okay, I, I want to, you know, remain, you know, this way. And I just want our relationship to, um, you know, I want it to grow, but I don't want it to be a sexual relationship. I want to have a friendship and you, you know, you establish these things, but then, you know, you'll allow yourself to be tempted and then, you know, have sex. You've really changed the trajectory, trajectory of your relationship. You've changed it. It's not even about the relationship itself. It really honestly is now what you're giving and what he can take and what he, you know, what he's given and what you can take. It's, it's not about anything else. So, um, I've, you know, had to tell them like, step back and look at what, you know, look at where you went wrong. Where did you veer off that path? You set a path for yourself. Now, where did you kind of go off? And so you're right. If you don't have, um, a- another thing is God for me, mm-hmm. like God is my foundation. And so, because I want to, um, to please him, you know, with my body. Um, I, I, I want to please him with my time, with everything. That is my foundation. And if I see that this guy is not, you know, living to like, he's not going to aid me or help me with, you know, where I'm trying to go, then he's not the one, you know, he's not the one I'm even going to, you know, waste time on or whatever. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it definitely makes sense. Um, Cause I definitely believe in having to be equally yoked. Yes. Um, I remember I myself was married as well. And, you know, nine months into it, um, you know, he decided he didn't want to be married anymore. And so, um, you know, it was definitely like, you know, we just didn't take that time to get to know each other and Mm -hmm. really build that foundation. So, of course, the marriage was not going to pan out, you know, mm-hmm. in the long term, in the lo- mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. And right. so, um, you know, and the crazy part about it is that, you know, we, we was going to church faithfully every Sunday. We were praying together and, you know, all mm-hmm. these things. And so when it was like, you know, him telling me like, yeah, I don't want to be married anymore. It's like, huh? Right. <laughs> like, what? Like, where like, did that come from? Where'd that come from? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, um, you know, so I I can definitely understand, like, coming to this place of being, like, 
you know, I don't want to have sex prior to marriage because that's where we were prior to getting married. Um, and not to say I didn't test drive it, but we went <laughs> right some time afterwards and was just like, okay, we going not do this and just, you know, wait yeah. until we got married. Which yeah. Might have even been another reason why we got married. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, you know, it's crazy when you, you know, reflect on the things you've been through and how you can kind of pick up where things went wrong in those relationships and, you know, understand where you need to or what you need to do in order to, you know, progress and be better or do better. Right. And um, like being married definitely put me in a space that I had to really figure me out. Yes. And so I had to go through that in order to get to this place of uh, awakening within myself. And so um, I know you have another blog called I'm Actually Falling in Love with Being Single. Mm -hmm. And um, that is definitely the path that I'm on right now. But this has literally been a continuous path. From yes. for me, from the time I got divorced, like up until now, and then just constantly working on that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a daily um, commitment. Like you have to, and and to be honest, it's so funny because when I first started um, writing Dear Future Him, that was like four years ago. Um, I was desperately, you know, like at that beginning phase of oh my gosh, I really want a man, you know, like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. all my friends are getting married and, you know, everybody's having babies and, you know, I'm not. And so I just really want it. And, you know, I was kind of like in love with love, Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, you get, you get to this point. I I really wanted it, but um, I didn't, I, I didn't even know myself to know that that's, not really what I wanted. It was really just that I was lonely and I was feeling vulnerable and um, everything else around me was kind of like making that decision, you know, like Mm -hmm. seeing everybody else prosper. That was what like, oh, I want that too. And so uh, when I kind of like, you know, you know, as you said, like I kind of stepped back and I was able to kind of like assess it because, you know, I have these conversations with with God and it's like um, the way he talks to me, kind of talks to me like, you know, girl, that, that's not what I'm saying. Like, that's how he talks to me. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll have these conversation conversations and I'm just like, you know, Lord, I really, you know, want, you know, A, B, C, and D and God is like, "Uh uh-uh, you're not ready for it. Like you're not ready. And even though these are things that you want, there are so many other things that I wanted before even having, you know, this guy and this man. So God kind of like started showing me, okay, there's this that you want, you know, like you want to have this book, you want to write this book. Okay, let's get that done. Um, You want to do this with your business. You want it to grow and you want to do more. So God is like, you know, he kind of like, like kind of made me sit down and say, all right, really, you're not really ready for that aspect. You're, you need to focus on you and get you together. And so when I started learning that it was all about me and, you know, um, what I needed to, um, grow, you know, how I needed to grow and just kind of like learning that. And that's one of the biggest things that I push on, um, the blog, you know, learning, growing, getting to know yourself, learning all these things, um, about you and, um, bettering yourself, um, and not for not bettering yourself for this other person, bettering yourself for you. Mm -hmm. And so when I started to do that, and that's kind of where I am, then it's like, 
now I kind of like switched gears and it's like, well, I don't really want him right now. Like I really honestly don't want him um, mm-hmm. at this point. I really am loving who I am and, you know, loving, you know, learning about me. So that has been, it's been a, a, a huge, like, four-year journey just getting to this place and um, a lot of times you know people are like I wish I can get to that level or get to that space and it is not easy you like it, it ain't easy it's, you know it's like a daily I mean I, people like how do you do it it's a it's a daily thing it's a daily struggle but you know um, you, you get it done you do it and you start looking at things from a different perspective and instead of asking God like why not why don't I have a b c and d now I'm asking why not me like like why do I need to have these things why should I have this mm-hmm. um, so you know you just look at life differently and from a different perspective and that's where I am same same I'm definitely in the same place and it's it's been a four year journey for me as well, and um, I can definitely say that it, like you say, it's not been easy. It mm-hmm. one of those things like it's like I have a conversation with God all the time. Like at one point, I would not listen to anything in the car because I would just be so in tune with talking to Him mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, I didn't want to dilute my thoughts and things with, you know, other things. And it was just like, this, this is where I'm at. I need to talk to you. Like, I just need to connect with you. Yeah. So, um, so I've, I've definitely gone through, like, of course I still talk to him, but I can listen to other things in the car now besides just silence. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, but you know, going through that process, going to therapy, um, mm-hmm. you know, really finding things to make me happy and understanding, like I don't need a man or anyone right. else to do those things for me, and you know, just getting out, dating myself, yes. uh, taking myself out for coffee and sitting, not just picking up a co- cup of coffee and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go back home," but like actually sitting, having coffee, yes. maybe read a book, or yes. um you know, going to the movies, like, people would be like, oh, I hate going to the movies by myself, like, girl, it's the best, that's the best time to go. <laughs> I enjoy it, even, well, <laughs> I will say, I like a companion at the movies, because I like to talk to somebody at the movies, right. <laughs> but, you know, if I wanted to go to the movies, I could do it by myself, and not right. weird, because I don't have a date, um, you know, finding hobbies, you know, yes. to to keep myself distracted, just like you saying, you know, you want your business to grow and, you know, all these other things like, you know, someone recently asked me, do I feel that the reason I haven't been able to meet my companion, you know, and, and actually build a family at that time, do you mm-hmm. think it's because God has had other things in preparation for you and, I definitely think God has, even even though things that I wasn't necessarily anticipating, yeah. um, God has moved in, I feel like, mysterious ways to yes. help me prosper in other areas of my life. And I think it was to prepare me to understand what being single was and to accept being single. Um, Girl. And 
whoever this person is, it happened when God see, sees fit for that part of my life to progress. Girl, girl, I need you to come right on Dear Future Him and just like, <laughs> because <laughs> seriously, I, that is, I, I, I mean, I try to, that is exactly what I say on a regular basis. Um, you know, you just don't know. I, I had a, um, one young lady, she wrote me a message and she was telling me how she met her her husband, her now husband, Mm -hmm. she actually went to the movies by herself (laughs) and (laughs) was sitting there with a bucket of popcorn and he was sitting right next to her and he was messing with her about the armrest or something like putting his arm on the rest. And the rest is history. Like that's how she met him. And you know, the thing is, um, of course, God sees the beginning, the end and the now, you know, he sees Mm -hmm. it all. And so he knows you know, when that person is coming or, you know, whatever, what we need. But, you know, the biggest thing is trusting him in this season, trusting him, you know, to take, you know, to to direct us and lead that person to us. So if I trust him, then that means I live like a full life. You know, as you said, Mm -hmm. get busy, go do things, go dating, go, you know, just live your life. Understand, honestly, like understand what it means to be single. And the funny thing is people put such a bad stigma on singleness. They make it so bad. Like, you know, it's, which I'm, I'm not going to even just say people I did too. So like <laughs> we looked at singleness, like, Oh, this is terrible. I don't want to be alone. But mm-hmm. when you start loving, you know, that, that time that you're having with yourself, um, or loving who you're becoming, because I honestly love who I am today. Um, well, I'm le- I'm learning to love who I am, but I love who I am today versus who I was four years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I-, I love me and I would never have known that had I jumped into a new relationship um, and been with this guy because, I mean, I might have learned, but it would have taken me some time. But I'm just grateful for this time that I have now to get to know me, learn what it is you know, how I can grow as a person. And then maybe God will say, you know, Hey, you know what? I think you're ready for this guy. And then boom, here he comes. Yeah. You know? And if he doesn't, that's okay too. You know, but I just trust God, you know, as you said, I trust him um, to give me what I need when, you know, when I need it. So mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing, just trusting God in this journey and just taking one step, taking, you know, this journey one step at a time, one day at a time, one minute at a time, and just go from there. And mm-hmm. yeah. So um, with falling in love with being single, of course, I, I definitely feel like throughout the continuous journey, um, I feel like if you are a Christian or whatever you believe in, you pray, meditate, however that goes for you. Um, And like I said, when I pray, I literally just have like a conversation with him. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? I don't see, I, I don't try and make it like, you know, put all these elaborate words. Vows, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. Lord, that where are he? Right. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, I literally just have a conversation. Yeah. But I literally used to be afraid to, like, pray in front of other people or say grace in front of other people. And so 
while I was married, he would be like, this your time to practice praying. And I'd be like, no. What? <laughs> I'd be like, no. You know, it would be us praying together. But he'll be like, you know, you say the prayer. And I'd be like, I can't. You yeah. know, but now I'm just like, you know, I'm a, I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with praying in public settings. And, um, you know, just talking with him on a daily basis. And I know you did a 21-day prayer um, mm-hmm. on your blog. So yeah. you kind of like give us a, a synopsis of those prayers or? Oh, well, um, it was um, basically a prayer and a fast. And um, we basically kind of prayed and fasted for um, just different. There were different topics that we talked about. Um, you know, just dealing with, uh, being single and, um, uh, just different things. So people would, uh, like maybe was praying for a greater faith in God, you know, to be able to trust him. Um, cause my blog is a Christian, you know, based blog, but it's not just for Christians. It's for anybody who just wants, um, a better relationship, um, or just, uh, I mean, I, I think God is the foundation of everything, but everybody doesn't think that, but mm-hmm. that's what I believe. And so um, if you want a better relationship with God or you want to hear him, um, a lot of times um, when I was going through what I was going through, going through the divorce, I did not pray. And I kind of like cut God out. Like, God, you're not listening to me. You don't hear me. You, you made me go through this. You know, I don't know if anybody's had those prayers. Like you made me, you know, God didn't make you do any of that, but you know, it's like, you know, I kind of did that. And so, um, I, I know that sometimes we get to this place where we cut God out and we blame him for the destruction of decisions that we've made, you know? Mm -hmm. And so this 21 day fast was really honestly a cleanse. Um, and just to help us to figure out ways to trust him. So that's really what it was. Um, acceptance of God's promises, claiming his promises and reading, um, different verses in the Bible and then, um, claiming them like, you know, asking, believing, claiming that these things are going to happen. We're speaking it into existence and we're giving it, it to God so that he can bless us or, you know, he can give us direction at least. So that's basically what it was. Yeah, for sure. So I I would definitely recommend that you all check, you know, check her blog out. And, you know, if you want to do the 21-day prayer and fast um, to do it. And so when you think about fasting, I know growing up, if somebody said fast, fast, uh-uh, right. I'm not going without food. <laughs> uh-huh. That's not what all fasting is about. Right. Cut out certain things, whether it's just like, oh, I'm not going to drink for these 21 days or Mm -hmm. I'm not going to eat bread or what you you can cut out certain things. You can cut out social media. Um, You know, there are a lot of things that you can fast just besides food. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that fasting is to help with your um, obedience. Yes, most definitely. Most so, definitely. Um, you know, definitely check out the 21 day prayer and fast. Um, I think, like I said, check out the blog in general, because I think, like I said, even if there are certain parts of it that, that you don't subscribe to overall, 
it is, I think, just, it's a validation for how you feel, you know? I hope so. Yeah, that's, that's the, that was the, the goal and the plan. I mean, the, you know, the goal just to give, you know, basically like, uh, you know, you're going, a lot of people are going through different things and you feel like you're alone. And so, as you said, it is validation and it's, you know, just to let you know that you're not alone. Um, I do not have all the answers. I'm trying to figure it out just like everybody else, but we're doing it together. <clears throat> and that's what it's about. Definitely. And, you know, that's what this podcast is about. It's just to, you know, a lot of things that I talk about are from my own personal experiences. And I just want to help somebody else get through whatever it is that they're going through. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you don't mind sharing with us, um, are you still in waiting for your future husband or are you courting someone right? Or is someone courting you right now or? Well, <clears throat> I'm actually still just waiting, um, and enjoying life. And, you know, it's, it's funny, like I said, because, you know, you want, I wanted the guy and I wrote the, the letters and all that stuff. But right now, girl, I am highly focused on finishing this book <clears throat> and, um, you know, I, I have, you know, until September, but, you know, I'm really honestly just focused on me and, you know, when he comes, hopefully I'm not too focused on me, but, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's where I am right now. And, um, I'm, I'm happy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say I am also single and still waiting for whoever he may be, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but I will say this is the first time I've actually grown to like being single. Yeah. Um, Because I have been able to focus on other areas of my life and not feel like I'm in a rut and it's hard for me to leave the house and Mm -hmm. things like that. And so I'm appreciative that I've had this podcast to not only serve as a form of therapy for me, but to give me something to feel passionate about, mm-hmm. um, which is something I have not felt like outside of like the successes that I have, um, you know, in my day, everyday job, you know, just finding something that I enjoy doing in my personal time yeah. uh, and outside of traveling. Cause I enjoy traveling as well, but Something that I can actually put a stamp on and say, this is mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, that's what this time, the, the current phase I'm in now, that's where I'm at. And yeah. like you said, hopefully I'm not too focused or too busy um, when he does come around to not notice it. But mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm putting my trust in God, then I won't be. That's so. right. Absolutely. I agree. And you know what? I was going to ask, you know, it's kind of funny, but I don't know if you feel this way. Like now that I am at this place, I feel like a whole new person, but I feel like, like I'm getting so much done. Like the, and the accomplishments are, are bigger than they were before. Like when I was married, I don't know if you, how if that's the same for you, but it's like totally different. Like I'm not even that same person that I was back then. Do you feel like a a huge change or, you know, like now? I definitely feel a change. So for me, um, 
I feel like I've become more vocal um, Mm -hmm. in a lot of aspects of my life, which I hadn't been prior to getting married. And um, and I'll say it's because, like I said, I've been doing all of this work since then up until now and just trying to figure out who I am is that and being able to vocalize the things that I'm learning about myself, the things that I like, the things I don't like, mm-hmm. um, and just standing up for myself in moments where I have to. And so um, I definitely feel that I have changed. Yeah. Um, and for, and honestly, I feel like it's been for the better, um, just because um, I feel like I'm taking, I'm taking control of what I can control. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. So Absolutely. I so enjoyed you being on the show. Oh, thank um, you. Yes, this was, I knew this was going to be a good conversation, but um, just because I was already hyped when I asked you to come on the show, I was like, I hope she responds. Because you, know, <laughs> you sent emails out to people and, you know, just like you said initially, like my email had got kind of caught up in yeah. other emails. And so, um, yeah. you know, you sent emails to people, you don't necessarily get responses. And so... I was so excited when you responded and was like, you would be happy to come on the show. And I was like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, thank um, you for having me. <laughs> yes, for sure. I, I definitely think uh, your message is powerful. Because um, like I said, I just follow you on Instagram and I was like, she would be somebody good to be on the show. Oh, so, thank you. So, yes. Well, that's a blessing. It, it definitely is. And so I appreciate you coming on the show and just just to tie it all up do you have anything like any final words you would like to say um well I mean you know the biggest thing is like you know we talk about dear future him and you know this other person but um the biggest thing is just getting to know yourself knowing your knowing your worth and you know um knowing what, you know, you don't want in your life and just kind of like use this time um, to get to know you, love upon you, go do things that you've never done before, go to a cooking class and get to know you in this, use this single time, if you're single, you know, all these people, anybody single, but um, use this time to get to know you. That's it. Okay. Well, I think she had a good summary of today's episode. So again, thank you for coming on the show. And then do you want to let people know where they can find you at on social media? Oh, yeah. You can um, find me on um, Instagram at Dear Future Him. Um, and then on my, my blog is DearFutureHim.com. So you can find me there as well. All right. So as always, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. You all can always reach me on Instagram at Kikian with Coco. Um, if you have any questions that you would like for me to answer, um, you can hit me up on Instagram or um, message me, email me at kikianwithcocopie at gmail.com. And of course, my website, kikianwithcocopodcast.com. 
and I have my I'm Black 25-8 shirt on there. So go ahead, get that, take pride in being Black and show it off. So again, thank you all for tuning in and until next time, bye. Thank you.